football. It is what it is. It is what it is. So Emery goes for goal and finishes off the PSG victory. It's not possible. Grâce à Monsieur Lionel Messi, quel frappe! Le festival démarre pour Kylian Mbappé. La frappe, le pantalon, le pantalon, le but! Hello and welcome to PST Review, also known as the show ready to start the new campaign, much like our beloved team embarking on the preseason next week on Monday in the brand new training center in Poissy, also known as the show with a lot of patience and might as well since we've been waiting for announcements and even when they were supposed to come in the press conference there were further delays. Perhaps Galtier's assistant coaches had changed themselves onto a team, but I don't know. The official version, of course, is that Nasser's plane was uh, delayed. But either way, it is really great to be here with you. My name is Mikko. I was thinking about recording last week, but everything was so incredibly tentative and in the air. So I decided to wait until something actually happens. And here we are now. Uh, the good news first, let's start with the good news, although on the whole we do have very positive and optimistic episode today, I must say, but I am so happy to hear that Sergio Rico has left the intensive care unit in the Virgen del Rocio Hospital in Seville, where he has been for a month or so after his terrible horse riding accident just before the end of the last season. There's no concrete news or prognosis of his recovery. Uh, will he recover to a good life? Will he be able to play football or what is in store for him? But I think we can all agree that the most important thing is for him to live to tell the tale. I, I certainly wish him the very best. It's new month, July, and that means that the new financial year has started for PSG and we are expecting at least some of the rumored deals to be announced soon, even imminently. And we have some news now as a bit of a catharsis after one absolutely insane week of news, including the resurrection of the whole Mbappe saga. We had quiet week after that, that was sort of last week calm before the storm, I suppose, when there were talks and there were rumors, but there was very little concrete action, which some experienced as a very frustrating thing to live through. But I must admit, I sort of appreciated a bit of a downtime also because we don't need to be so close to the edge absolutely all the time. But like I said, now we have something concrete as the new coach has been announced and the whole process was so long thrown out that in the end everyone had known for a few weeks that it was going to be Luis Enrique, but now it's official and the Caltier reign is over. Well, calling it a reign might be something of an exaggeration as the real power at PSG is traditionally almost everywhere but on the coach's desk. But in the manner of speaking and perhaps having such a high-profile coach as Enrique undoubtedly is, perhaps he has managed to negotiate a little bit more influence than what we are used to seeing. The press conference to officialize his arrival and do the whole media round took place in Poissy Training Center moments before I record this episode. And while the journalists seem to mainly be interested in Mbappe and Mbappe only, well, not only, but maybe primarily, Enrique kept on repeating that he promises us offensive, attacking and entertaining football, a kind of style of football that he wants to implement. And that is what we have been guaranteed now. This is what he promises us. I, I hope this is something he's also able to implement and hopefully he can take control of the locker room and keep the powers that be from the higher echelons of the club at bay at arm's length and do his own thing. To get his vision working on the pitch, 
That is, of course, what we want to see. He mentioned having talked already with President Kimbembe and Norde Mukiele, who have been training at the training center already. We've seen that on social media, but also on top of them, Nuna Men. So perhaps he's also come back already. Not entirely sure, but it would have been a curious first phone call to make if it hadn't happened in person at the training center. No conversation yet with Neymar, according to Enrique, or indeed anybody else. I don't know if that is entirely true, but that is what he's saying. So we go with that. Uh, last time I was talking about Luis Enrique already in the previous episode, and I wasn't massively excited. And it's true that the way things ended for him in the Spanish national team wasn't all that impressive. And then there's the whole remontada matter. But remontada was entirely referee question to me. That's how I'm looking at it. It was Dennis Ayetkin who did that and Luis Enrique I doubt had much to do with it. So while PSG wasn't great and Barca was solid that night, the numbers and the qualification of Barcelona is only due to the one-sided refereeing. So I won't problematize Enrique's part in that farce. If anything, perhaps we should be more worried about how terrible match he cut out of his stars at Parc de Prince on the first leg of that uh, that duel. But uh, like I said, that is all in the past. I won't forget that night ever. I wish I could, but my finger points to another direction. Even if the conspiracy would go further, it seems unlikely that the coach had anything to do with it. And uh, as far as uh, things went with the Spanish national team, well, that's how it went. But of course, he's an accomplished manager and I will give him a chance and my full support from here on in as I have done before to the previous coaches. And hopefully it doesn't have to be withdrawn my support anytime soon. Perhaps the big question with this recruitment is what formation will he implement on the pitch that wasn't really covered very much on the on the um, press conference outside of the fact that it was promised to be entertaining and attacking. Uh, but he is traditionally more of a back four type of coach, whereas many of our players are more suitable for back three. But um sure that the manager is able to figure it out. And just to mention briefly, our former manager, Christoph Galtier, is facing legal challenges, as had been reported already before, of course. And we had been talking about this on the show also, that allegedly during his time in Nice, before coming to Paris, he had been using some discriminatory and wild racist language. And apparently he had done so in an email. So if that is true, then that email must exist. And he has been questioned now by the law enforcement about it and he will face the consequences whatever they may end up being is a very messed up story and I actually feel a little bit sickened to have been drawn into it even on a level of a supporter but just like many European countries including mine are struggling with the racist views in France in the last election the far-right candidate Marine Le Pen got over 13 million votes which is over 40% of the total vote. So it's not like there's no evidence around that there are issues like that. And like said, I don't say this as anybody above the situation because I have to live with the embarrassment of having the same attitudes in the national government of my own country. So this is much bigger problem in Europe and I'm sure also in other continents and countries and places like that than just one coach, of course, which is not to excuse his appalling antics, uh, if indeed the allegations are proven accurate. But this isn't really the subject of this episode. And I cross my fingers. I don't have to ever utter his name out loud again. Back to football. 
We're expecting more announcements to come and uh, some or even all of them might have happened when you listen to this, but generally trustworthy sources suggest that Milan Skriniar, of course, is a done deal, which I think has been more or less done deal since January, as is Marco Asensio, uh, who comes in uh, uh, as a free agent. Manuel Ugarte is coming. He's a Uruguayan midfielder. Uh, His uh, transfer uh, fee is going to be paid in many different installments. So while it is a sizable fee, it is kind of like cut into many different uh, smaller installments. And I think they only start next year. So it's not really going to be reflecting in the bookkeeping this year around at all. Kang In Lee uh, from uh, South Korea, of course, he should be coming from Mallorca. And Shen Dur, uh, he's an Italian player who should be coming to us from the Portuguese league, a midfielder as well. There are many more rumors that are running pretty wild. And and of course, uh, you know, it has to be said that Luca Hernandez is very much talked about as something that is, is definitely happening. The latest news is also that Savi Simons, he has this special arrangement with PSG. Currently, he's in PSV Eindhoven in, in, in the Netherlands, in his home country. And, uh, and and PSG has got this kind of a buyback clause that was negotiated. I'm not even sure quite how it was negotiated because his contract had finished. But that is some kind of a, a concession that he had made, I guess, or the opportunity. And it should be around 6 million euros and he could be coming back. But the, the complicated thing about this whole thing is that it is up to him entirely so he can make or break that uh, thing. He, he doesn't have to come, but he can come for that money. It depends on what PSG can offer to him. But I would imagine that this new coach could be somebody that uh, would perhaps make the case that um, that uh, it would be a good opportunity for him to come and play under Luis Enrique. Not sure. It's a hunch that I have. Uh, there's also a bit of an update for the whole Mbappe saga. Uh, he's due to his loyalty bonus of 80 million euros, which is a lot of money, of course. And that should be coming to his account reportedly on the 1st of September, if he is entitled to that, of course, if the contract is met uh, when it comes to that thing. But if he's initiating move away from Paris himself, then there are crowns for the club to not pay this amount to him but if the club makes the first move he should be receiving his bonus even if sold so it's a dance that is taking place where no party wants to take a wrong step or say the wrong thing if the club initiates the sale and gets maximum i would think maybe 200 million in a good case scenario then 40 percent of that would go directly back to the pocket of uh, Kylian Mbappe. And that's the contract that has been signed, so the club must honor that, and Mbappe has a right to play the situation to his advantage. Of course, the reports are suggesting that this is why he keeps on repeating that he will continue for a season. He doesn't want to leave, and he has no plan to do so, and he has no plan to do anything else but to be a PSG player for the entirety of the season to come. And it's not his fault. It's not Mbappe's fault that the football finances are what they are. And it's not his fault that the club has made this offer to him and who would say no to 80 million euros. And even if he then leaves as a free transfer next summer, he can get a significant signing bonus from his next club. So no one in that family has to go to sleep or only having eaten pot noodles. I think that's safe to say. But at the same time, there is a chance that he will make more money during his football career than anybody else currently playing, including your Messi's and Cristiano Ronaldo. It is very possible that at the end of the day or in the end of the career, uh, he has earned more money than any 
anybody else because the amounts are just so crazy. Of course, the Saudi money is even more so, but Pape has many, many years ahead of him. So if it was simply a question that will he take the Qatar cash, well, he has taken so much already that why stop now? But I feel like the worst case scenario would hurt our project building such as it is to such an extent that I can't imagine myself feeling very happy if it all ends up being the case. If, however, he signs any kind of new contract, even if it was stipulated on some additional dossier or even verbally that he will be sold for a sizable transfer fee next summer, then I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I don't want to see him leaving for free. Uh, That is the long and the short of it also. And the reports are suggesting that PSG has planned the financial fair play situation in such a way that in the case of his departure, there would have to be a fee But now none of that is in club's control and we all have to live with that. Of course, this was a big talking point during the press conference, which was supposed to be about Luis Enrique, but absolutely nobody is surprised that many of the journalists were asking about Mbappe's future. And once, of course, the club's president, Nasser Al-Khalifi, who uh, kept on insisting that uh, PSG wants to continue in Pape, but uh, they would like to have a new contract so that he wouldn't go for free. So basically, everything that I'm saying, he's also saying, but uh, of course, this is the kind of dead end where he has parked parked our car. So uh, we have to see how it will go, because the recurring theme, what we keep on hearing is, and we did hear this also in, the, in this press conference, is that Mbappe has promised not to leave for free. Uh, but I do feel like that's kind of emotional blackmail from the club side because if he has said so, sure, then he has said so. But uh, Leonardo was always talking about this. So it must have been said before the last extension. So I genuinely don't consider that a valid promise if it was ever made. Oh, who knows? Perhaps it was some sort of flippant side note in some conversation. Or perhaps it was guaranteed that he gave during some negotiation, some official conversation. But it's in no way binding, of course, I guess. The only question our Killian needs to consider is, does he want to leave his Parisian home with positive feelings of gratitude or does he want to be whistled out like some of the people before him? Will he live like Zlatan or will he live like Messi? Granted, his specific situation isn't identical or anywhere near those cases that these two players had, but the outcome might reflect one or another But the added emotional factor for him, of course, is that this is his hometown. And look, I don't know if these uh, are the only options. Perhaps there's some other options also. But I do hope that while this isn't a mess of his making as such, he could grant us the last mercy to extend and then be sold for a full transfer fee. If not for the leaders, then I hope that he can do that for us fans. But like I said, it's not something he's obligated to do in any way. The question for us, uh, the fans, I guess, is that should the worst case scenario happen here? Should we point our finger at the club leaders who has made these deals or Mbappe who has accepted them? Who knows how this whole saga will unfold? It is a waiting game for sure, even if it will be quite decisive for our near future. But let's leave that aside and focus on even more immediate future. So what's in store? The preseason starts on 10th of July, which is next Monday as I'm recording this. And by then we should have a bunch of players back. 
Some have had international matches, so the return time for those players may vary. The full team, as it is at that point, should be gathering week later on 17th of July. And then, of course, we are waiting to hear about the other new arrivals as well. And it's good to keep in mind that the more time the new recruits get to spend with the new team, coach and colleagues, uh, the better results it tends to yield on the pitch from the very beginning. The last-minute signings, they will have to catch up. The, the preseason is very important time, actually. It's used for a lot of summer content online, PR and marketing stuff, and there's also an element of entertainment there, very much present. But in reality for players, it is the time to prepare for the new campaign physically, but also emotionally, mentally, in some cases perhaps even spiritually, to feel the connection for the sense of purpose, unity and community that they have there. And this summer, of course... There's something a little extra as the team is moving to the brand new state-of-the-art facilities in Poissy Training Ground. So it should be interesting times. Uh, for now, there is not yet information about the practice matches and friendlies before the summer tour to Japan. I thought that I had seen somewhere that there was supposed to be a match against Liavre on the 21st of July, but that's not reflected on the club's website. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but I do imagine that there is going to be one or two matches at the training center before Japan. But be that as it may, in Japan there will be three matches, 25th of July against Al Nasser, uh, 28th of July against Cerezo Osaka, and 1st of August against Inter Milan. The full season proper starts 13th of August, and it is pretty intense early part of the season for our Parisians. Uh, Lorient is the match day one, and after that, Coupe de France winners to lose Ligue 1, runners up Lens, and then in a row always tricky Lyon, Nice and Marseille. So we need to hit the ground running and uh, on the bright side, uh, getting results from these matches like I hope we will. We should have a good start for the campaign. Stumbling early on might compromise a lot on the other hand. So preseason is very, very, very important. On the women's side, there's been news as well and some quite promising rumors as many of our players are getting ready for the World Cup starting later this month in New Zealand and Australia. Our former goalkeeper, Polis Katarzyna Kierczynek, is no longer our former goalkeeper. She's once more our current keeper as she has returned to Paris after some time in Wolfsburg. She was Always well-liked, a true favorite for the Ultras, but when Christiane Endler came in 2017, there was no place left for her, but now she's back home. This this deal had happened earlier already, as had the extension of Ramona Bachmann, uh, some notable departures, or Ashley Lawrence, Amanda Ilsted, Barbara Votikova, and Lee Meng Wen, who was on loan deal. Anyway, Sarah Buhadi is still a question mark. I guess we will see what her destiny is with us and the negotiation for extensions are reportedly going pretty well with Kraskioro, who is not out of contract yet anyway. Larina Fache did sign the extension, so she will be in Paris for at least a few more years, and Kadidian is a bit more of an open question. There are reports that uh, she has made her choice already, and then there are reports that Paris has made an improved offer, so we will see her agent slash partner is not the easiest one to deal with from what I have gathered and the relationship between him and the club is complicated to say the least but we wait and see the first proper new signings have also been announced and those are Swiss Viola Galigaris who is a right back and can apparently also play in the central defense and she come from Levante and soon after her it was Brazilian midfielder Ana Vitoria who signed until 2026 there are other rumors of potential arrivals but nothing 
something massively concrete. So we wait for more clarity. But women too are moving their base camp to Camp de Loche, uh, where the men's team has been so far. And then they will join them in policy once the construction is finished. And that should be around the end of the year. Uh, of course, as mentioned already, the first thing for many of our key players will be the World Cup, which is soon starting in New Zealand and Australia. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to have you accompany me to these PSG news and rumors. And feel free to contact me, psghelsinki at gmail.com uh, via email or, or in the social media. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at psghelsinki. So feel free to say hello or ask a question or whatever else comes to mind. And rate and review the show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you are listening to this from. There's no doubt that the next couple of days will be busy and I assume that the done deals will be announced before the preseason starts in a couple of days. But more of all of that in the next episode. This is a kind of ceremonial part of the year. We have a fairly good idea what will happen. We are just waiting to hear how and when it will happen. Take care now. I can't wait for the preseason to start. I'm very excited about that. And the first friendlies, it excites me all much more than the transfer gossip, I, I must say. But we take it all in as it arrives. Until next time, Ale Paris. Peace. Peace.